Money Sense is brought to you by the Ellenbecker Investment Group, three-time recipient of the Better Business Bureau's Torch Award for Business Ethics and Integrity. The Ellenbecker Investment Group is the only Wisconsin investment company to receive this prestigious award more than once by providing exceptional planning and extraordinary service each and every day. Go to ellenbecker.com. Listen to Money Sun Saturdays at 2 p.m. and Sundays at noon. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker, the founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellenbecker Investment Group. We're located in Pewaukee, just east of Highway 164 and Capitol Drive. We're in that great big, beautiful town bank building. We're also in the village of Whitefish Bay, just across um, in the Equitable Bank building, which is across from Winkies. Everyone knows where that is. We also have the ability to service clients in Bonita Springs, Florida. If you'd like to know more about the Ellenbecker Investment Group, please feel free to go to ellenbecker.com and meet us and see our digs and uh, we'd love to have you stop in and visit. Have a really special conversation today. Um, you know, everybody's still talking about the pandemic. And as I was um, today going out to lunch with some friends, we noticed how difficult it was um, to get our order in, to get service because they just didn't have any employees. And employees seems to be on the top of everyone's thought, whether you're a business owner, whether you are an employee. Um, I think employees are worried about the how solid a company is. And so I think it's a really important conversation to talk about what we've learned and to find out, you know, what are some of the things that employers can do to really solidify the relationships, to harness good employees. And one of the things I always think when I think of my employees that we've initiated is really opportunities for growth. And I think that's a, a really valuable tool for employers. So I'm going to introduce my two guests today, Jackie Ludwig, and she is the CEO of Lumini Network. And she's also a woman-owned business. And Sean Mag Magnesis? No, I didn't say it. Sean McGinnis. 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 Oh, that's such a cool name. How do you get that wrong? <laughs> and, and both of them are here today to really give us some insight into the things that they've been working on with their company. And so welcome to the show, both of you. And you heard my introduction. This has been, I think, a really tough time for employers, all employers. And as we have, our, I've got a company and we've got almost 50 employees now, I, my heart breaks for people that are really struggling to um, try to grow and they don't have the necessary um, people in place. So can you address some of those concerns? Absolutely. It is tough right now. There's, um, you know, finding good uh, people. Oftentimes what we found, at least through Lumini, is that the one person that has really, really stood out during this, the, you know, the lockdown and everything that kind of has always been in the wings was the executive assistant. The executive assistant is the one that's keeping that executive on track and focused and, and where they need to be with what they need to have. So they touch all, the entire organization. Um, they're managing up and down and across the, across the board. So they really have a finger on the pulse of an organization and are really critical to the CEO, especially during these tough times because they're working in tandem with so many other people. And yeah, I, I would say for your audience, it's probably been the toughest two and a half years that any of us have ever experienced in business. Kellen, you and I have been around a little bit longer than Jackie, maybe. Um, but we're, you know, we're facing an unprecedented time. 
where the lack and shortage of, of, of really good people, is, there's plenty of great people out there, but with the disruption that's happened with COVID and it's, it's all over the world, we see it where Jackie and I are in Dallas, Texas. Um, we see it in all of the cities in which our clients operate. The fundamental shift in how people view work um, is critical for companies to get a handle on. It's no longer good enough to um, have, let's say, a, an expectation that people are simply going to do your bidding. One has to focus on culture. One has to focus on making sure that there's a values alignment, that you care deeply about the values and the well-being of the individuals that you're employing. Obviously, it's a two-way street. Um, it's a seller's market, if you would, in our experience, where um, individuals today can pick and choose because of the significant shortage in the labor markets that are out there across industry. And all of that spells in capital letters, disruption. <laughs> yes, it does. Doesn't it, right? And it's how we deal with that disruption, how we set our businesses up, how we set our communication up, how we, how we really go back, in my view, to the basics of, and the simple basics of making sure that there's alignment between ourselves, our, uh, our employees, um, the employees in the organization, us and our clients, our different stakeholders. We really have to think very deeply and carefully and intentionally about all those aspects today, like we've never done before. You know, I so agree with you, but I think it's very hard as I'm as a business owner myself and with all the things that have, have been disruptive, as you've talked about, you're wearing so many hats that you didn't even have to wear before. And you're worried you're, you can't get merchandise. You've got people working from home. There's um, I, I see it in my business, even with clients where I'm not face to face to them anymore. I can't see their emotion the way I could when we were in our office. So how do you how do you adapt to that? And how do you slow down enough to pause long enough to look at the things that you see as are important? And maybe rather than trying to run ahead and deal with all of it, but take one thing at a time to recreate a new a new way of doing business. To your point, Karen, I think it's just taking one thing at a time, not looking at everything. Don't look at the forest, take just the one tree. Um, and then as you take that, that small bite of the elephant, if you will, then things grow from there. It's you yeah. just, just being aware of and prioritizing the priorities, if you will. You have all of the hats and you have all of the things, but not everything can be an A priority. So I need to focus on these for now. And then once these are complete and this is taken care of, then I can move on to the next set and handling it that way, rather than just, if you look at it all, it's overwhelming. It absolutely is overwhelming. <laughs> it truly is. It truly is. And, and I would echo what Jackie's just said, that analogy of eating the elephant. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Um, there are so many things being thrown at us, you know, and you mentioned logistics and supply chain and, you know, all of these various elements, breaking down your issues from a scenario standpoint and really highlighting your priorities and then chunking those priorities down into what are the specific and measurable things that you need to be doing to achieve your goal daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, annually. And if you can bring it back to that, 
Jackie and I worked together for eight years. Jackie was my EA when I ran a company uh, called YPO, the Young Presidents Organization. And um, Jackie was my partner, even though, you know, Jackie reported to me. Um, without Jackie being the eyes and ears in the business, being able to really be a force multiplier for me as an executive, we would not have been able to accomplish what we ultimately accomplished over that period of time. We were fully remote, by the way. Um, so we were one of the first fully remote businesses on the planet and virtually from day one. It's a 73-year organization. So you can have people work effectively from home. You could do it all around the world. We had, um, we had uh, staff spread around the, around the world. And how we did that was focusing on the fundamentals of communication, meeting quality when you're getting together. Are you actually coming away from, do you have an agenda when you start the meeting? Do you come out of the meeting with very specific to-dos, who, what, why, when, and you have accountabilities? It sounds simplistic, but in a time of high disruption or high uncertainty, the more you can get down to the fundamentals and the basics, the better it is. And you'll be, you'll be shocked and surprised, I think, at how well people respond to that. Because when the going's good, pre-COVID, and you were out and about a meeting, and a lot of things sort of were slid between the cracks, I would say. This, for me, and I'm a glass half full person, is an opportunity for us to sharpen our business, ourselves, our employees. This is a perfect time, by the way, to have, an, have a, a, a candid conversation with people that you may feel are on the fence or one of your employees may think that, where is this organization happening? Well, organizations are not successful because of one person. They're successful because of the combined alignment of every single individual in the company to the vision, the mission, the values, the product, the service, but that becomes so critical uh, to highlight and identify. And I don't mean to run on, but I'm passionate about this subject. Well, I think it's an important, I think it's an important piece because everything is different. And, you know, we, we always think this has been working in the past and it's hard sometimes. So I always say nobody wants anyone to change their baby's clothes. So I started my company all by myself, similar to what you are doing. And it's like, but we got to change. And how do we build the trust with somebody that is going to help us to stretch outside of our box, to look yes. at things a little bit differently. So I think what we'll do is we'll take a quick break. And when we come back, Let's identify how, um, how can you um, actually help people to look at these issues in a way that, you know, obviously you've got to say things in a way that people can hear them. And, and so with that, we'll be right back. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker. I'm the founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellenbecker Investment Group. I have two guests today talking about a subject that I think has really touched all of our lives, whether we own a company or we work for a company or we're trying to um, go to restaurants or we're trying to go anywhere to get services. 
all the everybody seems to be affected by employees and trying to reestablish how do we how do we work together in a cohesive way to give the best service that we possibly can. And so today I am going to introduce Jackie Ludwig, and she is the CEO of Lumini Network, also Sean McGinnis, and he is the chairman, and we've been having a great discussion that I think is is really important. And I'm hoping that later we can talk a little bit, identify to the employees some of the things that, that they can do to create a better work um, place for themselves as well. So we ended with how do people go forward? And you know, one of the things that's been important for me is I've had to learn to pause. And actually this radio show has been so incredible for me because I get to listen to you and I get to take this back and I have to listen to you and I have to pause and take time. But you know, a business owner, that isn't always the case. They're going a hundred miles an hour and they're trying to figure things out. So how can you help them to really build a better workforce, um, which is what you've been talking about? Um, building a better workforce, I think is a matter of looking inward. It's um, developing your, your employees, developing your people. If investing in your employees is going to improve your employee engagement. So it's going to help you retain those employees. They're going to feel valued. That employee is going to feel more vested in the, um, in the outcome of the business. So they're going to perform better. They're going to be more motivated, if you will. Um, something that we do at Lumini is we focus on an often overlooked portion of the organization. There's so many things, your accountants have training and everyone seems to have training, but there's one person that sits in the organization that really is overlooked. And that's the executive assistant, the person that's sitting right next to the CEO, right outside their door oftentimes, and there's no real professional development. Um, when we went out into the market with Lumini, we interviewed over almost 50 um, CEOs and to a person, they genuinely valued their EA, and they understood the value that the EA brings. But when we got to the question, well, what do you do for, for professional development? There was a great pause and uh, we don't have anything. So seeing the need in the market, we created Lumini. It's a peer-to-peer um, -peer network for the executive assistant, but it focuses on the partnership. How can we create uh, more productivity, more efficiency between the EA and her executive or his executive so that they can be a force multiplier. When you were talking about the executive, uh, the executive assistant, and I, I think about myself, if Pam wasn't there, I don't know what I would do. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> because not, not, not only does she manage my calendar, she also, I'm, I'm, maybe I shouldn't even say this, but it's true. She manages my personal life in so many areas, just mm -hmm. coordinating doctor's appointments and all of the different, my travel and making sure that I show up where I'm supposed to show up. And I mean, it's like, I have friends that'll say, if only I had a Pam, you know, <laughs> and, and it's true. But yet, you know, I think as our businesses grow, we also we don't realize how much more has to be taken on by that person. And mm -hmm. I think that's why they work so hard that we don't really often know or even, even estimate how can we give them 
training and what do, what would that look like to um, to help that executive system really because they want to do so well and Absolutely. and I know I talked to an executive assistant of a friend of mine and she said to me I, I think I'm gonna have to quit he never shows up on time and I'm constantly making excuses and <laughs> and I don't know how to handle it and I'm frustrated so I think that's just one example but frustration is probably the first demise um, of somebody's um, somebody's feeling of commitment and contribution to a company. Absolutely. Um, communication is so critical between the executive and the assistant. Um, the assistant, it's important to have a voice and to be comfortable. There's a trust that gets built between a really great part in a really great partnership between the executive and the assistant. And the executive then the assistant gains a voice if you will for in your in your friend's case the executive that's not on time um <laughs> sean and i because we worked so well together and for so long in any meeting there was always you know if it started to run long or folks were getting chatty there i had hand signals and i could walk <laughs> up and you know <laughs> my wrist wrap it up and they would they all knew oh jackie's running the railroad here let's we better get this taken care of but it's, it's just having that support system and that someone to, to take care of the whole person to, to the point of your Pam. Pam takes care of the whole person. She takes care of Karen for business and she takes care of Karen for personal. That's the whole person. Keeping you, just knowing everything, understanding you and keeping you um, where you need to be, when you need to be there is a critical, critical piece. Sean, you wanna add? Yeah, I would just say, Going back to your earlier question, it's meeting people where they're at. Um, you know, it's focusing on the little things. Jackie and I interviewed this amazing EA who's been with us with the company for 58 years as an EA of, this, of a CEO, a $6 billion plus business, 58 years. And we asked her, what are the three most important things that have helped you be successful in your career? And no surprises, being a good listener was number one. Paying attention to detail was number two. And then honoring confidentiality was number three. So being a good listener, paying attention to detail, honoring confidentiality. And then there was a raft of learnings we got um, from, uh, from her. And her name's Maureen Chance. Um, and, what inspired me about Maureen and her partnership um, with um, her CEO, whose name is Jim Patterson, um, was how they collectively over 58 years, when they started, they started in a small, single office, one little business. Now they are a multi, multinational conglomerate over 58 years. And you can imagine what they've gone through. And they're going through exactly what we're going through today. And what I loved about their example is the constant communication. So they had a, they talked to each other multiple times a day and they still do it the old fashioned way. If they're not in the office together, they pick up the phone uh, and they have a conversation. How many of us pick up the phone today? I don't even have a phone at my home anymore. I have my cell phone, but I don't have a landline. Um, so do we, do we still pick up the phone? I just spent, Jackie and I were on the road. I just spent last week in New York City um, being together with people and customers and, and new relationships. 
let's not forget the things that make us great as people. And that's connecting on a one-to-one -one level and meeting people where, where they are. That helps in every element of a business. It helps with new employees. It helps with employees that may be bored and frustrated. You know, not everybody is going to be at the top of their game throughout their career in every role that they fulfill. But our obligations as people that care about business um, and care about results and care about the people that work with us and for us is to meet them where they're at in all aspects. We learned that, you know, understanding where a person is in their family and in their personal circumstances is vitally important to helping motivate and manage them. Because if somebody shows up to work today and they've just had, you know, a death in the family or they can't make payroll or they can't pay the rent check, that impacts significantly their ability to be effective in life, let alone at work. So having that nuanced approach, that deep intention about understanding where people are at, I think you can move mountains um, as long as you're all aligned on the same goals and, and all that good stuff. Well, you know, if you take it back to your own private life and you think about a strong family is caring and supportive of one another. Correct. And to create that within your business and the people that are working with you, I always say not working for me, but working with me, I think is vital, is vital. It absolutely is. I love that you say with you rather than for you. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a great distinction. So I'm an executive out there and I've been frustrated um, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, I'm probably not a very good communicator. I just have these high expectations that things are going to get done because I'm busy and things are falling through the cracks. How do you help? What are the things that you can help a, a, an executive to be to, you know, sometimes I think we're just blind. We can't see what we can't see. And yep. I think a show like this, which is what I hope to do is an opportunity for people who are listening to go, man, they're talking about me and they didn't even know it. And they didn't even know yes. it. Absolutely. Um, we take, we, we take the EA. So if you're the executive and you're just like, I'm a good communicator, but how is this not happening in our pairings, in our partnerships? Um, we have a, you know, we talk about communication, such a, such a clear thing. Let's define the channels of communication really good EAs are really good at their work, but there's always that one little tweak that you can make to take you from really great, good to really great. And in our, in our program, that's what we do. We request that the executive sits down with his assistant, his or her assistant for a focused 30 minute meeting each week. And for our partnerships inside Lumini that are, that are adhering very stringently to that, the productivity curve just, it's like a hockey stick. It just shoots straight up. They get so much more work done. The, uh, there's so many more things that they're able to accomplish both inside the business and on the business because the communication between the two, it just, it's amazing to see that happen. Um, we talk about, in Lumini, we talk about all the different things. We talk about meeting quality to Sean's point earlier. There's, you know, Meetings are the bane of our existence at this point, and especially Zoom meetings. Are all those meetings really necessary? As an EA, when uh, when Sean and I worked together, I could look at his calendar and say, 
he's got some priorities this week and this particular meeting just really isn't one of them. So I would just proactively take God upon myself to move that to next week. That's not what where he needs to focus. So helping him prioritize priorities. Also, does he even need to be in that meeting? There's, you know, he had um, at one point, Sean had nine direct reports and he would sit for an hour with each one each week, catching up on their, you know, their piece of the business. An hour, that's nine hours a week. We sat across the hall from each other, glass walls on the office door, on the front of the office, and I could see the meeting. And, you know, the first 30 minutes, that was a focused meeting. Everybody, they were head down and talking. As that moved on, you could see the more relaxed body language, and suddenly you knew that was no longer a business meeting, and there was just chatting going on in there. So we, we cut those down. I said, Sean, we have to do something. You have too much work to do. So we cut those down to 30 minutes and gave the folks an agenda and said, here, you need to have this to Sean before the meeting. So much more work got done in that 30 minutes time. Sean got four and a half hours back on his calendar each week as a result. And the product, you know, that became so productive just in the direct reports meetings that they ended up pushing that down through their direct reports into the organization. And it reduced the number of meetings that we held within our company significantly. I would guess with that scenario that it also created an opportunity for everybody to feel heard. Feel heard yes. and, they, also, and also focused on the outcome as opposed to, you know, a wishy-washy, well, maybe uh, very outcomes driven. And then it elevated the transparency um, across the organization. What happened was everybody sort of, you know, think of yourself physically, you know, putting your shoulders back, sitting up straight. Um, and, and it made it more enjoyable. It made it more meaningful for both parties. And it made it more practical. And because it was outcomes focused, and we were very, very cognizant about celebrating the results that would come from that. Um, but it really just created a, a, I guess, a focused orientation as opposed to I'm, I'm running around like, you know, a chicken with its head cut off. I'm trying to do everything. It enabled us to put a control factor in place that enabled you to measure where you were at every step along the way. And it was profoundly impactful, certainly for us, for Jackie and I. Um, and for the organization, because we were only focusing on the things um, that were actually aligned to the outcomes and goals established by the organization. And I think that's the lesson that I came away from. And we practice this every week. I think uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I just want to add um, something to what you said. As I, I remember someone once telling me, a consultant I worked with, he said, Karen, you got to get rid of the fluff. <laughs> You've got to get rid of the fluff and you got to really focus in. And the other thing that I heard just recently um, that um, a good mentor thinks you're going to excel and move on and do well. And a great mentor knows for sure you're going to excel. And when you are doing things like building on, um, confidence, I like that thought of turning every one of my employees into a mentor. It's and, brilliant. and once they have that confidence and they feel certain about what they're doing, they really can help the organization just by helping it grow with their confidence. And with that, we'll be right back.
Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker. I'm the founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellenbecker Investment Group. And I'm really happy to say that this is going on my 34th year doing this radio show. And I have never sold a product on the show. It's all about education and helping my clients and helping my listeners to really have a bigger and a better idea of what they could do to enhance their life, to enhance their business, to grow their portfolios. And so today I have two guests that are really um, talking about one of the most important things to all of us. We might wonder, well, why are we talking about this on Money Sense? Well, you know, having a good job and getting paid more and doing a, doing a good job or losing a job or having a company, these are, you know, having a house and having a job. I mean, these are two great big things and they really do relate to money. And so my guest today is Jackie Ludwig. She is the CEO and Sean um, McGinnis, who is the chairman of the board of Lumini Network. And they help employers to really look at their executive assistance to create um, a really good partnership between the two of them. And before I took the break, I had mentioned that what, wouldn't it be wonderful if we could turn all of our employees into mentors for each other? I guess then you'd have to really say, well, you got to walk your talk and first the mentor starts at the top. So what do you think about that? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right on. <laughs> you know, maybe I'll get, I'll, I'll kick us off. Um, you know, Jackie and I come from the world of, of mentoring. Um, we both worked um, for eight years together in probably the most exclusive peer-to-peer -peer learning mentoring organization in the world, uh, YPO. And our lessons learned there was the ability to pay it forward by sharing an experience in a structured environment with an individual willing to learn, um, you could create incredible results. So what we've done at Lumini is we've structured our impact on both the CEO or the executive and their executive assistant. Uh, Jackie spoke about it being a pair. What we do is we, we start out by working with both parties to make sure that there's alignment on the role and the expectations that both of them have to maximize their relationship. We have a, a set of 33 competencies. We have them sit down. We facilitate that for them. And we literally go through all the various things that we have found to be critical for a successful partnership between the two people. We come out of that with an analysis and assessment of where the gaps are. We then place the EA into a small mastermind group of nine to 10 other EAs facilitated by Jackie and her team of facilitators. And they literally every month get together for several hours and they do a couple of things. They communicate and get to know each other um, on a formal and informal basis. They unpack a particular methodology. So say for example, it's communication and how we communicate throughout the company and with each other. They will unpack a series of best practices. They will then take that learning back and they'll deploy it for a month. At the end of the month, when they get together, they'll review and they'll go, okay, what did we learn? What didn't we learn? And we take those learnings back and we improve our process. Every month, there's a defined set of principles and learning that in the mentoring um, methodology, get shared with the group. Outside of that monthly meeting, then every individual that's in the community has an opportunity to connect with each other. So if Jackie and I would get together, 
if we had an issue and Jackie had a particular skill set that I was looking to learn, Jackie would mentor me. And that happens every month. And that's that can happen opportunistically. We do arrange that formally so that those connections happen. And at the end of that 12-month period, we work in 12-month sprints, we make sure that the EA and the CEO get back together and say, how was our year? How did we do? And we do another evaluation on where did we succeed? Where didn't we do so well? How can we do better next year? So it's a virtuous circle um, and feedback loop. And it's, it's amazing. And it's amazing who you learn from. You don't just learn from people that have been in the role for 20 years. You learn from people that are two, three years in. We have examples of young people, first time in a position, who think differently, who use technology differently, and who literally can help you automate certain things that you've been doing manually for X number of years that will save you hours in a week. And Jackie, I know you have many examples here too. We do. We do. Yeah. And to your point, Karen, about mentoring, it mentor the young, the younger ones, newer in the role, actually mentor the those of us that have been in the role for a long time. It's amazing to sit and talk to some of them, you know, to sit and talk with a group of EAs. There's always one, well, why do you do it like that? Uh, because I always have. But well, do you know about this button? It'll clean up your email with just a click of a button. <laughs> what is this magical button? So it's just, I need to know that magical button. It's the best button ever invented in Outlook. Um, but it's the mentoring, it's the active participation where the peers come together and they they teach each they teach each other, they mentor each other. Someone is struggling with something inside their organization, just mention it. Somebody's already done that. We can help, you know, they help each other. They mentor each other. Um, to Sean's point, we also have the one-on-one -on -one connections. We have um, an on-demand where we'll bring speakers in that will speak to the executive assistant or here's, um, here's something, here's a, here's a tool or here's a tip that you can use or how do you set boundaries? How do you sit with your executive and say, I really like working for you, but please don't text me at 11 o'clock at night. Okay, but that's a conversation that a lot of EAs and execs don't think to have. And it might just be, especially with entrepreneurs, a lot of our member um, executives are entrepreneurs. They go home and their brain just doesn't shut yep. off. So they, it's just, <laughs> because I'm texting you doesn't mean I need you to answer me. So it's just having that conversation. So the, um, Again, with the mentoring and the peer-to-peer -peer learning where you learn, yep, mine does that. Here's how we, you know, here's how I had them stop doing that. Or here's what we do with it. Here's how we treat it. Um, we also have crowdsourcing. Uh, we've got a, um, a platform on, on our website whereby executive assistants can go in, you know, Karen, you're traveling and you're going to go to New York City and you want to host some, some clients at the coolest restaurant in New York City. What is that? Well, as the, you know, Pam could just go in there. Hey, what's the coolest restaurant in New York City right now? Somebody knows, they'll let you know. They probably already have a contact there and can help you get a reservation. So it's just that it's a crowdsourcing, it's a mentoring, it's just that peer-to-peer -peer learning that's so valuable that they then take back and they work, use with their executive and the executive benefits as a result. And I don't know, um, for me, and when I started, and I started in an industry where it was all men, and there was no one to talk to. 
and there was no one to share ideas. And not only was there no one, it was a time where um, women really didn't share because everyone was trying so hard to get ahead. They, yes. they didn't, they were afraid if I give you any information, you might take it and do better than me or something. It was, it was the most crazy thing. And mm -hmm. seriously, from that, um, and I was at a bank and I was such a newbie and, and so naive, but I couldn't get anyone to help mentor me that I made a decision when I started my company that we would educate and we would share ideas and we would share information. And so what you're doing for women, men, whoever are these executive assistants to let them to share their ideas and um, to have this opportunity to grow in a safe environment, I think exactly. is, is absolutely amazing because quite frankly, I never had it. And yeah. um, I've, I've worked really hard to create it for our employees, but it was really hard without having anyone to give you any guidance. And, you know, I always say, why would I want anyone to make my mistake? And I think it's more like, I always remember a story where, you know, you climb up the mountain, but leave a clear path for the people behind you. And you got to climb down it to go up it again, you know, but exactly. I, I think, I think we, we try so hard to hold on to things that this is a really safe place to be able to share information and trustworthy that the information you're going to receive is going to be in your best interest to do a better job, not to sabotage you. It absolutely is. It's a very safe platform. It's amazing to see the interaction. Um, there's no, it's just a, Absolutely, I want to help you. Oh, you need that. You need to know you're moving. You need a coffee service. Suddenly, you've got four different coffee service referrals, something as simple as that. But if you think about it, too, an EA, especially to a C-suite executive, they're a bit of an island within their organization. There's not really anyone inside the organization that they can talk to um, or they can share things with because that confidentiality and that trust that's built between the executive and the assistant, it's it's sacrosanct. That is the assistant's brand, if you will. So there's no breaking of that bond or of that trust. So who, you know, if my, I just did 499 things right. And I did this one wrong and my executive is really mad at me. Where, who can you go and talk to about that? So if you're in your community, inside the community, you can say, I've just done 499 things right. And one wrong. And my executive's mad. Oh, I know how that is. <laughs> Oh, wait, I can top that. I did that, but I didn't. <laughs> so suddenly you're not so, you know, you're not so heavy handed in the beating up of yourself. You're like, okay, I'm, you know, I must be okay. I must be normal because somebody else has made this mistake. Not <laughs> and I also think... being in a, being in a community enables you to really learn very quickly what's happening in different industries. So mm -hmm. You know, because in each in each of our circles, in each of our Lumini circles, we have people from multiple industries. We have wealth management people, we have private equity, we have manufacturing, we have service businesses, really the entire spectrum. And so for each of the individuals that are being mentored, they also have access to the learnings and the knowledge that the other individual has in, in a totally different way that just elevates and accelerates their ability to be an asset to the business and to their executive. Um, and we get a lot of feedback um, along those lines where the, the, the change in the individual, when they have the confidence because they see their peers, they're learning from each other in the safe environment, 
they bring that back and they start sharing ideas. They start initiating. Um, things become agile. They're a lot more intentional and focused because they're holding their executive accountable to showing up the way the executive has said they're going to show up. It's a, it's a beautiful two-way street. So let's talk about the big word that so many executives um, are fearful of. And of course, you started out by talking about it in our very first um, um, session of the, or on the radio was that um, the executive assistant knows everything that's going on <laughs> in your personal <laughs> life and your everything. So mm -hmm. let's, let's just take a quick break and then let's talk about confidentiality and how that works within an organization like that. And with that, we'll be right back. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellen Becker. I'm going to say it again. I'm the founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellen Becker Investment Group. And um, if you are enjoying the show and if you are an employer or you're an employee and you're wondering how this might be helpful for you, um, I would say uh, give a call at 469-734-6903 or you can go to luminidenetwork.com and you can get information on the company and talk to someone, talk to either Jackie or Sean. Um, in regards to what they might be able to help you with. And so let's just talk about that big word, confidentiality. That is a cornerstone. Yes, that is. <laughs> confidentiality is huge, is huge. As an executive assistant, that is, I'm, that's the pinnacle of what we do. There, it's, a, you just don't share. You just, hands down, you don't. There's no talking around it, talking about it, period. Um, as an executive assistant, that's that's my brand is the fact that I can be trusted and that I can keep confidential information confidential. You'll have because the uh, executive assistant touches so many people inside the organization on the executive's behalf. We're touching, you know, their their direct reports. We're touching the mail room, talking to the mailroom guy. We're talking to the office manager. We're talking to clients as they come in. We know all of the things but we're not going to share all of the things. Um, I would share confidentially with Sean, if someone, you know, you're walking around the office, someone's got, you know, they're having a baby or they might be having a hard day. I would mention it to Sean. Hey, this one's having a baby. Okay. So then when Sean, when, as he's mingling through the office, he would be able to congratulate them or happy birthday to you today. Things he needed to know. They thought, how does Sean know all of these things? He just does. But absolutely, the confidentiality, the things that we know about executives as their assistants, it's to Sean's um, point, the, um, the Maureen, when he, he and I spoke to her, her nickname was The Vault. Yep. Even family referred to her as The Vault because what she was told, she kept. She didn't share with anyone because it wasn't, that's not shareable. And a, and a good EA will never share. We, we just don't. Yeah. And I think I'll add to that by saying we just we don't we don't sweep the confidentiality conversation under the carpet. When somebody joins Lumini, um, they sign a confidentiality pact. We use Chatham House rules, which is an international standard for confidentiality. 
where if you're discussing something in your circle and you're sharing an experience, you're not sharing telephone numbers, details, um, you can share contextually. Um, and if somebody breaks a confidence in that room, we will disinvite them from being a part of our community. This is, this is a cornerstone of how we show up and it's what we expect in the profession to be a non-negotiable. So, you know, Jackie's example of, you know, these were confidential things about babies and weddings and different things. Those were all sort of things known, but it was great for me to know them so I could be more effective at my role. But when it came to very, you know, when it comes to things that are of a private nature, um, whether it be salaries, whether it be circumstances in one's private life, whether it be uh, negotiations, whether it be the terms of an agreement, whether it be shareholding information, if you're working in a, in a public company, anything that had a potential risk both to the individual and to the organization has to be kept strictly confidential. And you can't mess around with that. Um, you know, that's, by the way, a cornerstone of most successful community and peer mentoring groups is in order for it to be a safe place and for people to be able to share confidently and with vulnerability, this is very difficult for those of us that are in leadership roles that wear a mask very often so that we project positivity when maybe things are not that great. Having the ability to be vulnerable and knowing that that confidence will be respected is critical. I think you're absolutely right. And that ability to feel that you're in a safe space opens up the opportunity to really learn. 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. So I just want to be really clear with um, how this would work. So if we have, um, I would like to look at two things. We have an executive out there who has um, an assistant and there could be executives and more than one executive assistant in a company. I mean, yes. there's several different leaders. And mm -hmm. so if you're going to work with that company, um, does it mean they give you a phone call and then you come in and you do, um, you go through things with them, you help them to determine what's working, what's not working. And then I'd also like you, we only have a few minutes left um, to talk about if there's an a, a, a executive assistant out there that says, oh boy, do I need this group? <laughs> how, do they how do they approach their boss and say, I just heard the most amazing um, show on money sense and I think we really would benefit by it how do they attack how do they you know make that move absolutely if they go to our website lumineinetwork.com there's information there there's also a join now button um, we were the assistant can if she's interested or he and they go to their executive maybe there's a business case that they need to present to the executive we have that we can help with that but join now, it gives you the information and then you join as a member and that's where all of this peer-to-peer -peer learning and mentoring and everything comes. If you're the executive and you're, and you're interested as well, the same thing, join now, certainly reach out to me or to Sean and we are happy to talk about it in more detail. Um, if the company needs an assessment, that's also something that we can do. We can come in, we talk to, talk to the, all of the uh, stakeholders, we talk to the assistants, see what's working well, what's not, make an assessment. But it's absolutely, it's professional development for your EA. If you and think we have that. multiple, we have a lot of clients that have multiple EAs. We put them into different circles so that they get 
you know, they don't just get each other because they work with each other. They get the benefit of this combined different set of experiences. And we work very, very effectively on your behalf if you're an EA with your, with your executive. Um, I'm happy to get on the phone directly and, and have a conversation and share from experience how this works and how you can truly maximize this partnership. Um, we, the reason we started this business, the, the reason Jackie's our CEO is because of just the extraordinary gift that she was in my career um, in helping me and get me out of all kinds of scrapes and battles and board <laughs> meetings. And oh my gosh, if we had another hour, you know, we could tell you some war stories. But it truly does take um, that level of partnership, trust between each other. And so we're we're pretty well versed at walking people through it and helping them. So from just a second, we've only got less than a minute left. What does that happiness look like to an executive? And for me, it looks like I can sleep at night. That's exactly it. The executive can sleep <laughs> at night. The assistant feels valued. She feels heard. She or he feels heard. Um, again, employee engagement and retention. Everyone is feel so much more involved and efficient because they're together, they're talking with each other. They're, it's a force multiplier. One and one is two, but when you work together really, really well and you have that perfect partnership, one and one does not equal two, it equals significantly more than that. Well, I'll close that on a note that my daughter always would say to me, because we work together in the company, and um, she's actually the president, but for a very long time, she was my executive assistant. Wow. And um, she always says, Mom, you're the gas and I'm the brake. And there. the car doesn't go very well if we don't have that working together. And so we would always look at that and say, okay, mom, you're the gas, I'm the brake. How do we come to the middle so that we're running smoothly? I have two wonderful guests today, Jackie Ludwig and Sean McGinnis. And they have been talking to us about their company, Lumini Network. Feel free to go um, to lumininetwork.com or 469-734-6903. And, uh, you know, think a little bit outside of the box with the pandemic and the things that we've talked about. This is a good time to explore new ways and new effective ways of doing business. And I just want to say, as always, I hope that I've made a difference in your personal and financial well-being. Remember, before we plan, before we advise, before we invest, we always listen. Have a great weekend. Bye.